Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Battleheads winning games on home run derbies? A new Grizz running back. A transfer from Montana State. And of course, the NBA playoffs in full force. It's Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. The weekend seemed to fly by this time of year, but I hope everybody out there is enjoying the sunshine. It feels like it's finally summer. We had a jam-packed show for you today. I'm Coulter Nuanez. As always, you can find this show on all the various streaming platforms, whether it's our live stream. You can find that, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. Or go to YouTube. You can watch us on the YouTube channel. Just type in N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you there. And of course, if you want to give us a call, you want to shoot us a text, you want to be involved in the show in any way, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. What do we got in the show? Well, it's going to be a big one. We're going to get to Brooks Nuanas from SkylineSportsMT.com here in just a quick minute. Uh, we also are going to hear from Matt Ellis before the end of the hour. He's the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads, 
won a game in walk-off fashion, truly walk-off fashion, last night on a home run in a home run derby. That's the new uh, Pioneer League rule that uh, if you go to extra innings, well, there is no extra innings. Instead, they have a home run, home run derby. So uh, Kevin Akins with the walk-off shot last night. So we'll catch up with Matt as well. Connor Wood, University, uh, excuse me, Montana State University uh, offensive lineman. He is into the transfer portal. What does that mean for the Bobcats? And also a promising young Bobcat QB in Blake Thielen, a Great Falls High product. He is also on the move. He's transferring to Montana Tech. We're also going to give you some updates on all the state championship stuff from two weekends ago. We didn't really quite get through it last week because we had so much track and field coverage. But we'll tell you more about all the state championship winners. And then at 5 o'clock, top of the hour, Isaiah Childs. He's a transfer from Akron, a new uh, Montana Grizzly running back. He will be in studio with us. And, of course, we got to talk about the fight that was uh, over the weekend between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather Jr., Boxing is an utter facade at this point. It's a mockery of what was one of the great sports in all of sports, and uh, it's sad to see what it's become. I get it from a promotional and uh, entertainment standpoint, but I think it's uh, really destructive for the the state of affairs in the sport as a whole. So I will get to all that and more. I had a great weekend. I spent the weekend over at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Uh, We got a chance to play. We did our annual stay and play. Myself, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana, as well as Ben Wyman from ABC Fox, and friend of this show and uh, occasional co-host Kyle Sample. They were all with me as well. So we played Coeur d'Alene Resort on uh, Saturday morning. Never played in such windy conditions, but it was still fun to be with all the boys and enjoy ourselves. And then we got to play Circling Raven yesterday, so that was also a big-time thrill. We are giving you a stay-and-play at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. We're going to give it away on Friday. You can use it whenever you want. It's part of our summer giveaway. It's going to be a little bit packed over there. Pretty big golf summer uh, on the heels of the pandemic, as well as a course that's in, I'm not kidding, perfect conditions. So uh, if you do win, you're going to want to get your reservations on the books. It might be a little tight over there at CDA, but either way, a I uh, got two 18-hole rounds of golf and a night at the Coraline Resort for you one lucky winner. All you have to do to enter is show us evidence of you listening to this show. Nuana is now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. You can take a picture of the truck in your radio. You can take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. doesn't have to be during the live hours of the show. It could be at any time. I uh, just send it in to 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests always join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And that's where we go right now to welcome in Brooks Nuanas. He's my brother, my partner at SkylineSportsMT.com. But at this exact moment, our go-to NBA analyst. I know he's been watching a ton of hoops when it comes to the NBA playoffs. Brooks, thanks so much for taking some time today, man. How you doing? Doing wonderful, yeah. The NBA's been crazy, man. It's been fun. It's uh, golf season mixed with some late hockey playoffs, mixed with some late NBA playoffs, and I'm in Sports 7. you got to love it, especially after the lulls that we had. Let's get right to it. Let's talk about the uh, the series that have already transpired. It, it seems like the, the playoffs just go in such a blur because you have 16 teams in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's just down to eight, and it just cut gets cut right in half. And so... Uh, it's been fun having these three and four game nights uh, pretty much every single night since the playoffs got started. But now that the first round is over, basically it was chalk across the board. The only real quote-unquote upset was the Atlanta Hawks taking out the New York Knicks. That's the five taking out the four. But other than that, the top three seeds in both the West and the East survive, um, as well as then the Clippers gotten out a, a game seven victory to eliminate the Dallas Mavericks and uh, hold off on what could be a potential fire sale. Uh, for Los Angeles, but we'll get to all that in a minute. 
Well, let's talk about the teams that are still alive. Right now, here's the series that we will see play out. Uh, only one series has started. That's Philadelphia versus Atlanta. The Hawks took it to the 76ers uh, over the weekend. The other series include the top-seeded Utah Jazz versus the Clippers. The second-seeded Phoenix Suns against number 3 Denver. And then, of course, you have Philly and Atlanta. And then probably the series I'm most looking forward to, Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. What do you think of... Oh, excuse me. Milwaukee and Brooklyn did, did start as well. We watched that game on Saturday night as well. Brooklyn did take game one of that series. But what, to, uh, to me, the Bucks and Nets is the most intriguing of these conference semifinal series. But which one do you like the best? I agree with you. that it, Bucks-Nets on paper is the best. KD versus Giannis. Now with James Harden tweaking his hamstring. Kyrie versus Drew Holiday, the best defensive guard in the NBA. I love that matchup. And you kind of have like... Chris Milton versus Joe Harris, and it really looks on paper to be to be a pretty good matchup. But for me, after watching Brooklyn, you know that was before the first game. I would have said that that, that series, but after watching Brooklyn handle Milwaukee pretty pretty easily, um, for me it's it's Philly versus um, Atlanta. Sixers Hawks is really intriguing because this really could be the launching point of already what has been a career for Joel Embiid of what if, and this could be the kind of series where he gets a little banged up plays through it. We don't know how healthy he is, but at the end of the day, if you play and you play 35 minutes, we got to consider you healthy. And he could come up short versus, uh, you know, one of the most dynamic guards in the league and in Trey Young with an amazing supporting cast. Really young John Collins, who's about to be a unrestricted free agent, as well as Bogdan Bogdanovich, who comes over from the Kings in a, in a really interesting uh, sign-in trade earlier this year. I love what the Hawks are doing. I think they're kind of playing with house money right now. They're hot. I think they're better than a five seed. Um, I thought they were a better, much better team than the Knicks in the first round. So for me, if the Hawks handle that, they have, they have a chance, you know, to make some noise in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I, I like the superstar matchup of Milwaukee and Brooklyn. But I'm staying in the East, and I'm saying I like, uh, I like Atlanta versus Philly. We were talking about the way that you could rebuild franchises the other night. One of our mutual friends is a uh, retired Detroit Pistons fan, and he was just so frustrated with the, the state of affairs in Detroit, and rightfully so. Detroit was a once-proud franchise that has really not been able to get back on track. But I was telling him, I was like, man, in the NBA, though, being bad is the best thing you can do because you're only one player away, and if you get that player, the sky's the limit. And he was like, well, what kind of player can you possibly get? And I was reminding him that sometimes you can get a LeBron James or a Dwayne Wade. Sometimes you can get a Luka Doncic, and sometimes you can get a Trey Young. And that's exactly what Atlanta's got. That's been the centerpiece of this, but they've built so much around him. I know you were texting me during the Hawks-Sixers uh, game, and you're right. Joel Embiid, which we'll get to in a minute, has been a career filled with what-ifs. He's got such limitless potential because he's so unbelievably talented. But Atlanta has sort of flown under the radar, which is actually kind of weird. Uh, Atlanta's one of those teams where because they've never really won at a really high level in the playoffs, it sort of overshadowed the fact that they were a perennial playoff team for a long time, and it's only been the last couple years that they really were bad, but now they're back to being competitive. It's a great basketball city, but you were saying that you thought that they have one of the best starting fives in the league. So, I mean, just break down the Hawks for us because it seems like uh, they're probably one of the up-and-coming young teams in the league that not a lot of people know much about. Right, exactly. As I, I mentioned, the Bogdan Bogdanovich get is if you haven't watched him, there's another player named Bogdan Bogdanovich in the league. So this is there's two of them, which is a, quite a funny name, Bogdan Bogdan. The Hawks version is a really young Dynamics three. He's one of the better wing players in the league, in my opinion. He's a top ten style wing player. 
because of his two-way ability. Um, Clint Capella is is formerly of the Rockets. We saw his rim-running potential and his pick-and-roll potential with James Harden. Well, that's, that has translated to the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young right now, I don't think it's close, is the, has the best command and the best decision-making in the pick-and-roll in the NBA. He bats 90%, you know, from making the right decision off the pick and roll. He hit the most floaters in the league this year by almost 100 shots. Um, his floater game is, is nasty. He reminds me so much of a, of a young, a little bit more aggressive Kyrie Irving. Um, he's a little bit smaller, a little bit more slight, but he's still a facilitator that can score 35 a game. You know, Kyrie is, is a walking bucket, and Trey Young is no different. Um, he, he can shoot the three ball, and he can shoot him from deep. He's one of the, he's kind of that next generation of Steph Curry depth on that three ball. So you have a pick-and-roll point guard with one of the better stretch fours in the league in John Collins who can shoot the three, can also attack the rim and off the pick-and-pop as well as the pick-and-roll. And Clint Capella, you have two, two different pick-and-roll options, and then you have shooters around. Um, some pretty interesting guys coming off the bench as well. Um, some veterans like George Hill, Solomon Hill. I like the, the Hawks a lot. I think that they're well-coached. Uh, they fired their coach halfway through the season, and in comes Nate McMillan. Who we've all been around Nate McMillan teams, whether it be the Pacers or the Jazz, who have had a lot of success in the playoffs. Nate McMillan had a lot of success as a player. I think he's a player's coach with a defensive mindset, and everything the Hawks are doing right now, I'm, I'm very interested in. And, and I, I'm on the bandwagon as far as, like I say, I think they, they could be a two seed if they played it right. Um, so the five seed is, I think, out the window, and it's going to be a tough series. Nuanas now, Brooks Nuanas, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Talking all things NBA playoffs. I think the Hawks are a great example, too, of how roster construction is as important as a superstar-driven roster. I think we've seen this over and over and over again in this last era of player empowerment and quote-unquote super teams and all of that. But they have a centerpiece. They have a defined guy who they want to be the maestro in Trey Young. Like you said, he's such a good decision-maker in the pick-and-roll, but they have perfect bigs for him. You don't want to have... Uh, you know, a bunch of stretch fours and fives with a guy like that. You need rim runners, and that's what they have in John Collins and DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. But then they also have some shooters to go around uh, as well. And so I just think that they have uh, such good roster construction. And I totally agree with you in terms of the 76ers as well. The 76ers have been much better this year than they have been in the last couple years. They've been largely frustrating to watch because they have had so much talent. But their roster construction, I have always thought, has been not very good, specifically because they have two top 15, top 20 players, definitely two of the top 10 talents in the league uh, in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But they have those guys don't seem to really go uh, hand-in-hand with each other as much as maybe you'd like, but you're going to continue to ride it because you know Embiid's only 27, Simmons is only 24. But it seems like even though they are the number one seed and they've been better this year, especially under Doc Rivers' direction, there's still some skepticism around Philadelphia. So, But I also think that's the same with the other side of the bracket as well. Utah and Phoenix seem to have skepticism surrounding them as well. So uh, I mean, where are you at just with these top seeds? It seems like they still have a lot to prove to themselves and to everybody else in the league. Yeah, they do. You know, I think... It's really interesting when you talk about the two number one seeds being the Jazz and the Sixers. Both teams, that, the reason the number one team, the seeds, and the reason that they're two, the two best records in the NBA is due to defense. They are both teams that hang their hat on defense. And the Sixers gave up 125 points in the first round against the Hawks. You're not, not going to win the playoffs like that. And then Utah is the same. Utah is going to be able to beat the Clippers if they can defend the Clippers. And if not, you don't really want to get a sh- in a shootout in, in any kind of second-round game in the NBA playoffs. Guys are dialed in. You, know, you mentioned 
It, it, it goes fast from 16 teams to eight teams. And those eight teams are elite. There is no team left that isn't an elite team in the NBA. In the first round, you will see teams that aren't that great. And we saw the Miami Heat play not very well. Several the Lakers did not play very well. You'll see some teams that don't necessarily d- deserve to be in the playoffs. They do do the record. Talent-wise, they just have, really don't have a chance to make a deep run. The rest of these teams do. So I think it's really interesting when the two biggest uh, defensive stars left, or rather three biggest, are Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid on the same team, and then Rudy Gobert for the Jazz. I think that there's a, uh, like you mentioned, a little bit of a mismatch as far as how do you pair Ben Simmons with, with, with uh, Joel Embiid. Right now, Ben Simmons is one of the more dynamic, transitional, running point guards in the league, uh, point forwards in the league, and you're able to play hack a Simmons. You can put him at the free throw line, he's shooting below 50%. Doc Rivers said in a press conference, you know, if you told me that he makes one of two every single time he goes to the free throw line, that's one point per possession. By golly, we'll take one point per possession in an analytical-driven league. But when you talk about making less than 50%, then you start to hurt your team. And when you're one of the best players in the league, and if not the best defensive player in the league in Ben Simmons, you can't really be hurting your team by not being able to put it in the bucket. So I think that there's questions on both sides um, for the both, both number one seeds in the East and the West. One of my, um, I don't want to say favorite, because it actually is a, sort of a double-edged sword for me, but one, one part that's the most interesting to me about the NBA playoffs is when you get your back up against the wall or it's a pivotal year for your franchise, as it is for Philadelphia, as it is for the Clippers, the narrative around the future starts before the present is even finished. And we've already seen this with the Clippers. The Clippers fall down 2 nothing. They lose the first two games in L.A. to Dallas. They rally back to win the series in seven. But Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks gave... Los Angeles, all you could possibly handle. And that's a great thing for a young Mavs team because now you go to the offseason with a lot of optimism. You know, there, there is some speculation about maybe what they're going to do with Rick Carlisle as the head coach, but that's here nor there. On the other side of things, though, before Boston was even buried and done uh, in a first-round loss in the playoffs, the narrative of what's going to happen next for the Celtics. How did they mismanage what was an embarrassment of riches when it comes to assets? It's the same thing with the Clippers. What's next for Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, even though they're still in the playoffs? And you have to wonder if that same narrative might affect the Philadelphia 76ers as well. So what do you think of just the uh, the speculation uh, that sort of uh, looms over teams that are big market teams in vicious media markets before even those teams are even said all said and done, before they even are eliminated from the playoffs? Well, I'll, I'll take that question in the in the light of the Clippers because I think it's probably the most interesting with Kawhi Leonard. You know, they they sold the farm for to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, and a, a second round exit last year in a semi embarrassing way, and this year you know almost losing to, the, to that Mavs team who is not very good uh, with Luca. I mean, Luca's such an impressive player, and sure, in the NBA, one guy can certainly win a series. One guy can almost even win a title. Luca's not there yet, but. He is still young enough. The Clippers, the distraction piece, I don't think affects them as much because number one, LA, it's a crazy media market no matter what. So there's good, like it's not, with Kawhi or without Kawhi, there's still going to be distraction. But Kawhi always has such a veil of secrecy, and I think so much of the media leaks, so much of the of the hype around the offseason comes from these players and their media teams. So I think that that's pro- probably what Kawhi wants. Is there to be some secrecy around where he's going? The team never knows where they stand with Kawhi anyway. At the end of the day, Kawhi can go get 45-10 and, and win by himself. 
Who will come along with Kawhi? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think the Clippers are, are poised to make a, a, a finals run right now with this team. I think they're talented. And they have a lot of different pieces. They have some veteran leaders. Um, and Kawhi is truly just that good of a player. I think he's, you know, it, it goes back and forth between Kawhi, Giannis, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James, right, who's the best player in the world is. And I think, you know, at any given moment, it is Kawhi Leonard. So I don't think it distracts the Clippers too much. I do think that they are poised to make a deep run, um, especially if Kawhi stays healthy. Nuanas now 1029 ESPN. Missoula Brooks Nuanas joining me. Coulter Nuanas breaking down the NBA playoffs. Say hey, the Missoula Paddleheads. They're back in town this weekend. I got tickets for you to either Saturday or Monday's games. That's July, or excuse me, June 12th or June 14th. I got four packs to each of those against the Billings Mustangs. All you got to do is give me a call right now. First caller, I got four tickets for you to the Missoula Paddleheads either Saturday or Monday, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call me right now if you want Missoula Paddleheads tickets, and Tommy will get you all set up. Brooks, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns make short work of the Los Angeles Lakers. I think some people were surprised by that. It's not that surprising when you have a uh, elite talent like Anthony Davis sidelined for most of that series. LeBron James looked checked out. We're going to get to all that here in a minute. But Phoenix was impressive in the first round and maybe more impressive than people even thought they might be. And uh, to me... Chris Paul is the glue that binds everything. I mean, Devin Booker is a phenomenal player. DeAndre Ayton is a rising star. You have a bunch of good role players, but without Chris Paul, I don't know how Phoenix could possibly be in this position. Chris Paul has now then, this is his third franchise that was once moribund, once basically a laughingstock of the league that he has then pushed to playoff wins. They've gotten series wins. The looming albatross of Chris Paul's career, though, is that he has never played in a conference finals. He can get his team to this point, but they can never seem to get past this point. I don't think hardly any of that is his fault. I think he deserves a ton of credit for ever even guiding teams like the Hornets or, if people forget, the Clippers were trash until Chris Paul got there. And, you know, same thing now with the Suns. This is a franchise that was once proud and has been in a state of disarray under, in my argument, the worst ownership group in all of professional basketball. Yet here we are with Phoenix as the number two seed in the NBA. So what does Chris Paul need to do uh, to redefine his legacy? Or is this good enough in your mind? Yeah, I'll correct you. He went to the Western Conference Finals with the Rockets in 2018. That's right. They pulled the game in game six. Right. Lost to the Warriors in game seven. And they still, without Chris Paul, lost by six points in that game. Um, I think that right now, Chris Paul needs to play in the finals. I, you know, I don't think Chris Paul needs to win a finals, win a championship, win a ring to be considered a top-five point guard of all time. I think that is solidified for him, um, no matter what happens. I mean, he is point god to a lot of people. He is one of the best point guards, one of the best players in NBA history as far as his stats go and as far as his legacy of bringing, as you mentioned, making teams better, improving teams at the point guard position. He is the only player to ever average over 15-7 and seven in their in their 15th, 16th, and 17th season. He has actually averaged 19-9 and nine in every one of those seasons. The likes of John Stockton and Oscar Robinson start to fall off at his age. Chris Paul seems to only at least stay, if not get better, every year. So I think if Chris Paul takes this Suns team to a finals, whatever the result may be, I think that is enough to show a below-six-foot guy who's taken three franchises from the bottom to the top, as you already mentioned. I think that is plenty of of a legacy definer. Um, It would be great for Chris Paul to get a ring. I don't think this team has it. Um, A little bit young on the front line. As you mentioned, man, Devin Booker, there's a couple of young guys in the league. We'll say Luka Doncic, uh, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, 
And I think right there is in Devin Booker. As guys who are going to be the next elite, the guys that are going to take the role of what now as Dwayne Wade left, as Carmelo Anthony will leave, the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant of the world, those, the mega superstars. I think Devin Booker is that next guy um, in that list. I mean, he's a, he's a walking bucket and defines the new age game. Um, he's also a little bit bigger than you think. Uh, so I think that the, the Suns have a ton, especially in the, in the West. I think that the series against Denver will be an interesting matchup for them because they don't have a ton to throw at Jokic. We'll see how well um, DeAndre Ayton can hold up because he did show some flashes against Anthony Davis that were impressive. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's still only 22 years old, so we'll see if he can uh, how he stacks up against the MVP. But I like where the Suns are at. I think the West is still a little bit open, um, but we'll see how, Chris Paul, how far Chris Paul can take it. And, man, he's a dog, especially when it comes to playoff time. I'll never count Chris Paul out. Chris Paul, one of my favorite players, no question. Last question on the current uh, field of playoffs before we get to a couple of the superstars and what they might do next, the ones that were eliminated early. I think that's a side note, by the way. I think the fact that LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum are all eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, yet you still have a superstar-laden field in the playoffs is a testament to how good the NBA is. So uh, two more questions on this note, Brooks. One, it's the Milwaukee Bucks who have sort of sputtered in the playoffs the last couple of years despite being really, really good in the regular season. There's a formula to slow them down. I do think they have a little bit of a, an anecdote to that formula now that they have a guy like Drew Holiday, who I think could be among, if not the biggest X factors in this current playoffs, against a super team in the Brooklyn Nets who uh, have sort of defied all the haters thus far and have been better than a lot of people, including myself, uh, thought they would be. I think they. it's not just that they've been good. They've been good in a way that I didn't think they were going to be. They've been really good in terms of sharing the ball, being unselfish. Granted, grain of salt because it does. they have not had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, all three healthy for long stretches. But this seems like now if Giannis Antetokounmpo wants to go from not just being a back-to-back MVP in his early 20s, but to being that true guy, that true transcendent, I can take a team all the way to the finals, I can put these guys on my back. It's a huge series for the Bucks. What do you think of this Bucks and Nets series? Because to me, even though this is only the conference semifinals, this is the most pivotal series in the playoffs thus far. I agree. It is the most pivotal. I mean, it has the most talent. It has the most potential from each side. Um, I, I think that the Bucks have to start getting really aggressive. Um, yeah, Kevin Durant is an underrated defender. Kyrie Irving is, a, is, an, is an okay defender. He's serviceable, but not great. Kevin Durant is underrated. When he wants to, when he puts some will to it, Kevin Durant can defend a little bit, more than people think. I still think the Bucks got to get downhill. The Bucks have to attack at the rim. They're going to they're gonna use the wall defense on Giannis, which for those who don't know, it's a, it's a late double. Once he gets past the free throw and you double him and you make him shoot it from anywhere, and even triple it. So once the double comes from the baseline side, then from the top, then you try to kind of triangle cap him in into the key, and you hope that he shoots an eight-footer. Eight-foot shot's really hard for anyone in the world, especially seven-foot guys. They're going to try to do that, but Giannis has to get downhill because DeAndre Jordan is not a guy that the, that the Nets can play in this series. Um, he hasn't been a guy that they've relied on very much. They can play him in spot minutes, but he's not long-term. So Blake Griffin is going to be the guy that's playing forward. It's going to be Blake at the five and, and KD at the four against Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, or against Giannis and Brooke Lopez. And I think Giannis has to attack that front line. I think Giannis has to try to get Kevin Durant in foul trouble. The issue with Giannis right now is the same with Ben Simmons. He's shooting around 60% from the free throw line. Stars who shoot like that in the playoffs from the charity stripe, their teams struggle. We've seen LeBron James struggle from the free throw line at times in his career, but one of my favorite parts of LeBron James, one of his greatest characteristics was people 
criticized at all times is that LeBron James is totally willing to pass the ball out of those situations. LeBron James is totally willing to not put himself on the line if he's not converting at a high rate. Can Giannis do that? Can Giannis facilitate out of some of those situations when he's not shooting well? Or can Giannis overpower and be Baby Shaq, which is one of my favorite comps for him, and just be dominant, attack the rim, dunk on people's heads? I think it's really interesting because I do think that the, that the Bucks right now are, are as good as they've been during Giannis's run with Drew Holiday, such a dynamic defensive point guard, a guy who could hit threes. They made playoff runs with Eric Bledsoe, and they traded that more or less just for Drew Holiday with a very similar team around it. Dante DiVincenzo's out, which is a, a depth at guard. I still think the Bucks have as much potential and as much talent as they've had in the last three or four years. Can they get past the most dynamic scoring duo in the league in, in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? We'll see with James Harden. Um, I still think the Nets are so hard. It's so tough to take down KD when he's, up, when he's lighting it up the greatest scorer, I think, in NBA history um, when he's really on and can't stop him. So it'll be a Giannis KD showdown. What more could we want than that? The NBA has been is better right now talent-wise than it ha- has been since the late 80s, early 90s, and I think it's better than right now than it was then. What a great time to be alive. It is an awesome time to follow the NBA playoffs. Brooks Nuan is breaking it all down for us here on Nuanez now. What do you think is the future? There's a couple guys that have a lot on their plate right now, starting with... The king, LeBron James. It's a rare occasion that LeBron James is not, at least in the conference finals, if not the finals. I believe it's actually only happened one time in the last 11 years where he was not at least in the finals or or making a playoff run. And that was two years ago when his first year in L.A. when they missed the playoffs. And now out after the first round, a largely disappointing season for the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, We were texting during the sort of last two games of the Lakers' demise and... uh, it wasn't pretty. They, they, their roster construction is not good when they don't have Anthony Davis. It's uh, not good basketball to watch. They're very deficient defensively. They have a bunch of guys that I don't think complement LeBron very well at all. So what's next for Le- LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, you just define LeBron's career, <laughs> you know? You just said that he's got a, one of the best players in the league next to him and it's a completely deficient team. That's, that's fine. That is LeBron James. That's sure. what he does. Sure. That's the only way that he, he can really do it. Um, so you just get Anthony Davis healthy. I think you you, you, you do the Kawhi, um, look with the, at times LeBron, the the rest and management. You, you play in an 82 game season. You play Anthony Davis 55 of them, and you rest him. You have to, and you you take the seventh seed again if you have to. It doesn't matter. Um, LeBron James at this point of his career, and I mentioned it a second ago, has somehow it's a criticism. This is his 18th season. And he is totally willing and has been for several years to be the second-best player. It's what he actually wants is to be the second-best player. He wants to facilitate more. He wants to control the pace. But at the end of the day, he needs someone that can get 40. And he has that guy. And they won the title last year. So I don't think that there's a ton that needs to change. Last year they had Rondo, and, and instead now they have a couple random pieces. They get uh, they get the kid from the Thunder. What's his name? Uh, his name is something. Dennis Schroeder. They have a Dennis Schroeder, who doesn't really fit on that team as far as his, he's a he's a, exactly. uh, a a microwave scorer, where Rondo is more of a facilitator. So how do you fix that? Get rid of Schroeder. Get someone in there who's a facilitator. I like what Alex Crusoe does on the defensive end. I think that's perfect guy for LeBron. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, again, I think it's a, a good shooter in the corner. I think Dennis Schroeder has been the guy that kind of junked up this whole roster. Mark Gasol didn't help. We signed Marcus Gasol and Andre Drummond, two big bodies that just get in the way from the style that LeBron and AD want to play. That was a little bit of mismanagement. I think they're trying to collect assets. But to me, the guy that 
the point guard that LeBron uh, does the best with is the Kyrie Irving, the off the guy who is the point guard who can play off ball and shoot threes. He had some in Miami. He's done it in Cleveland. I think that again, if he can get a different piece there in LA, that they're just fine. Let Anthony Davis cook, man. Anthony Davis. We talked about LeBron and KD and Giannis and Kevin Durant. Well, you know, if Anthony Davis is completely healthy, he'll argue to be one of the best players in the world, too. So I think that LeBron stays in L.A. As you mentioned, he looked disinterested because he had to shut it down because it wasn't happening. He didn't have anything in the tank. He knew it. He's going to shut it down for this year. But they kind of wasted this year for him, and it's, it's disappointing. Um, but he knew it. And, you know, I think at this point in his career, LeBron's going to save it to when he – if he has a chance, he's got a little bit left in there, and he'll pour it out. I think next year, you know, if they just stays healthy, they'll have a go at it. Probably catch up with you soon here in the next week or so about Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, some other superstars, and also uh, just as the playoffs continue to progress, what we're seeing and what we're thinking about all this. But last question for you. Uh, by the way, Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I think that the the most underrated part of this truncated season that is coming off of the bubble season is the fact that the teams that made it all the way to the NBA Finals, which the Los Angeles Lakers did, as well as the Miami Heat, those two teams got 61 days of offseason. That impedes LeBron James's plans in terms of his recovery. And people can say, ah, oh, he's soft, the old guys would have done this. And I just don't believe any of that. LeBron James is a scientist above all else. He knows how his body works. He, knows the, he has mastered the art of recovery perhaps better than any other human that we have ever seen. And that's why he's win healthy and has been healthy for 17 years until the last two. But even then, he is one of the most well-conditioned athletes, even in year 16, year 17, as his career progresses. But you look at the bubble teams from a year ago, and the teams that were in the final four of the bubble, the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers, and the Denver Nuggets, the Nuggets are the only team still alive uh, in the playoffs right now. And even they had some problems getting past Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. So do you believe the notion of a bubble hangover? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like Jamal Murray tore his ACL. He's like 24 years old. I mean, for the Denver Nuggets. I mean, all four of those teams, in theory, have, have, have gotten trounced this year. The Nuggets started out 5-15. and 15. I mean, they. It, it's just, I absolutely believe in the bubble hangover. The NBA, when you talk about the old guys wouldn't do this, there's very few. There's Pistons bad boys in the, in the, in the early 90s. There's a couple Jordan teams, maybe. Maybe a couple of old-school Celtics teams. But otherwise, man, the NBA is about picking your spots. This is the best most dynamic, the most impressive professional league in the world of any sport period. There's 300 guys that play, about 250 to actually play, 400 on the roster, the best 350 guys in the entire world. You are about to get it in the face every single night, no matter how hard you play, no matter what. It is physical, it is big, it is above the rim, it's on hardwood, and you play every single darn night. And you get on a plane and you travel cross country, and it is one of the most taxing sports in the entire world. So to say that you're soft, I heard an interview with Rasheed Wallace recently talking about how to learn how to pick his spots. We don't call Rasheed Wallace soft, and he talked about having to take nights off because of how physical the game is. I don't believe any of that. I believe that six days off is nowhere near enough to condition your body. If you've ever had a high ankle sprain like LeBron's suffering from now, it's a three-month injury. He came back in, in four weeks. You know, I mean, We're talking about guys that are laboring through some serious stuff and then pounding on the hardwood for 40 minutes a night. I don't believe any of that. I believe the bubble hangover is real. I think the NBA is actually lucky that there wasn't more injuries. And they got to be careful with scheduling going forward. 
And the NBA gets lucky as well because they still have a bunch of superstars in these playoffs, and now they get a chance to showcase whether it's Donovan Mitchell or the revamped version of Chris Paul or Nikola Jokic or Trey Young or Giannis Antetokounmpo on down the line. It's a rare situation when uh, a four-time MVP like LeBron James is out, a multiple-time first-team All-NBA player like Damian Lillard is out of the playoffs, a rising superstar like Jason Tatum is out, and the league is still in good shape. A great testament to just how much talent is in the NBA right now. Brooks, we'll keep catching up with you throughout the summer to talk NBA playoffs and everything else in between. But thanks so much for being with us today here on Nuanas Now, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you having me, man. I always remember the one rule. An NBA game is never over. I saw the, uh, the Sixers were down 27 at one point, and they came back and lost by four. I always finish the game. You'll see some of the most impressive sporting in all of the world. Thanks for having me, Coulter. Brooks Nuanas, best in the biz. All things NBA. A multiple-year starter along the Montana State offensive line is into the portal, and a talented young quarterback is also on the move. What do those two moves mean for Montana State football? That's next here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back to Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Nuanas Now is your one-stop shop for all things sports each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. All around the great treasure state, courtesy of SWX Montana Television. You're also listening on the radio on 102.9 ESPN, Missoula. You want to listen live, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, and click on the Listen Live tab. You can also watch us on YouTube. If you were watching on YouTube or you're watching on SWX Montana Television, you know I'm wearing a pink shirt. I do have a confession about the YouTube. Okay. I kicked the power button on the server, <laughs> okay. and I killed the YouTube. So I'm trying to get that back uh, up right okay. now. Okay, well, it, it, maybe it's coming back up. Well, who was that just playing, Tom? Is that a little rise against? Uh, yeah, uh, no, the offspring. The offspring. I always, oh, yeah. Those two, I get a little mixed up. I'll never forget when uh, Austin Tutel, one of my lifetime best friends, and the uh, brother of the former co-host of the show, who shall not be named, <laughs> brought the Osprey or the excuse me the Offspring c- CD to school, sixth grade. Oh, nice! Pretty fly for a white guy. That was uh, <laughs> that was a pretty good one when we were twelve years old. We really liked that. It's a pretty good one now when you're thirty years old. Shout out to Miss Burke, our former art teacher. If she is somehow, some way, by chance, listening to this show, she let us make mixtapes. In seventh grade, seventh and eighth grade, as long as we edited out the swear words, we could listen to whatever we want. So we used to make these epic mixtapes with The Offspring and Incubus and Metallica and Pearl Jam. And, and then I used to always have my gangster rap 
mixes. And she just thought it was so funny that there was these kids that just knew all this old music and we would work so hard on these tapes but uh, those were those were the best of times man that was uh good stuff over there at hellgate middle school man that's awesome and you had such good taste and what the hell happened to you <laughs> now you come in here tommy play dave matthews please <laughs> oh my God. i love it please play creed <laughs> good lord do you like baseball well, Missoula's minor league baseball team is rolling right now. They are on fire. Matt Ellis from the Missoula Battleheads will join us here in just a minute. Just next segment, he will be joining us to talk about all things Missoula Battleheads. But uh, the Battleheads right now, they are on fire. And we got tickets to Monday's game. That's next Monday. So a week from today, June 14th, Monday, June 14th. All you have to do right now for a four-pack of tickets to the Missoula Battleheads, give us a call, 406-888-1029. That's 406 406- 888-1029 and we will have a four pack of tickets for you you can come get them here at Missoula Broadcasting Company if you don't pick them up by the end of the week we will just put them down at will call for you um, at the stadium at, at Ogren Park Allegiance Field 406-888-1029 first caller got four tickets to next Monday a week from today the Missoula Paddleheads game Matt Ellis from the Missoula Paddleheads will join us here uh, in about, oh, I'd say seven or eight minutes. Before that, we got to talk a little bit of Montana State football. This was actually bigger news about a week ago, but we were so busy last week with all the state track and field stuff, which was great fun and great pleasure to have all the great athletes, specifically from Missoula Sentinel, here in studio with us on Nuanas Now. Uh, Missoula Sentinel, if you hadn't heard, they swept the Class AA State Boys and Girls Track and Field Championships. First time since 2016, one school has won both boys and girls state track and field. So that was an awesome accomplishment by the Spartans. Last week, uh, the news in, on the Big Sky Conference front, Connor Wood, who was a sophomore All-American at Montana State, courtesy of Hero Sports, and a two-year starter on the Bobcat offensive line, he entered the NCAA transfer portal as a graduate student. He is um, one of four expected returning starters for Montana State along the offensive line. He's a native of Meridian, Idaho, right outside of Boise. He went to Rocky Mountain High School, same as Zach Red, who's also a returning starter on the Bobcat offensive line. Wood is a six foot four, three hundred and twenty five pounder. He can play both offensive tackle and offensive guard. I think his position versatility is what makes him an intriguing prospect. Uh, he was an, a borderline All Big Sky guy. I believe he's an honorable mention All Big Sky selection as a sophomore. So he's got some talent. Uh, but I was surprised by this because Connor Wood is very close with Zach Red, uh, who I just mentioned, who's also an offensive lineman. They went to high school together. Uh, Connor Wood is a, a solid part of the Montana State offensive line, but he's by no means dominant. I do think the fact that he graduated is part of this. I think the fact that Jeff Choate left Montana State for the University of Texas is part of this. And I think that uh, the fact that maybe he, he will get some elevated opportunities because of two years of eligibility remaining, his position versatility. So, so far he has does have a couple FBS offers. He's gotten offered by Missouri of the SEC. He's also gotten offered by Indiana of the uh, Big Ten. So we'll keep you apprised on what Connor Wood's going to do and what this means for the Bobcat offensive line. Um, I do think it's a hit for them, but I do think that they've done a good job recruiting on that front as well. So to me, it's about the continuity of the unit more than maybe anything else. And uh, so we'll get to all that uh, in a little bit. We have to get out right now, though, because Matt Ellis from Missoula Paddleheads is going to join us. Uh, last night, Kevin Akins hit a home run in the Extra Innings Home Run Derby. That's the replacement for what was Extra Innings. It's a new rule in the Pioneer League. It gained a lot of headlines when it was first announced, but now it's actually been put into place. The Paddleheads are rolling right now. Matt Ellis from the Missoula Paddleheads will join us here on Nuanas Now right after this. 
Buying or selling a home can be an intimidating task. Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team of Windermere Real Estate are here to make you feel comfortable no matter where you're at in the process. The official realtors of Grizzly Athletics have more than four decades of experience in western Montana. Brent and his team can not only find you your perfect home or buyer, but they can also teach you about the great city of Missoula and its tradition-laden sports teams. The Wahlberg team works as a family to help fulfill your real estate needs all over western Montana. If you need help with residential, land, investment, or commercial, give Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team a call today. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back into Nuanas Now, your favorite daily sports talk show right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in on statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You want to enter our giveaway for our Father's Day promotion, Coeur d'Alene Resort Stay and Play? I just did it. It's awesome. You want it, I promise. Send us evidence of you listening to this show. Be creative, whatever way you want. Send us evidence of you listening to this show right here, anytime, anywhere. Text it in to 888-1029. That's 888-1029. And we will have an 18-hole round of golf, uh, two 18-hole rounds of golf, excuse me, as well as a night at the Coeur d'Alene Resort and Hotel. Five-star resort experience, and uh, it'll be awesome for you. I promise you're going to love every second of it. Congratulations to our Paddleheads tickets winners, Corbett and Rick. Corbett will be going to Saturday's game with a four-pack of tickets, and Rick will be going to mon- next Monday's game with a four-pack of tickets. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling in. We welcome now Matt Ellis from the Missoula Paddleheads into the show. He's the vice president of Missoula Paddleheads, and uh, the Paddleheads are off to a rocking start right now. It's been an awesome start to the season so far. 11-2 the Paddleheads are, and uh, they've won 8 out of their last 10, and as of last night, a thrilling way to win as well. So, Matt, let's start there. This made news around the country when the Pioneer League decided to replace extra innings with a home run derby, and just the second time in Pioneer League history last night, the Paddleheads engaged in their first ever extra inning home run derby, and Kevin Akins gives the fans exactly what they want with a walk-off home run to beat the Boise Hawks. So this was your first time getting to see this new role live and in person, what did you think of it? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the energy and the crowd and the players, and it was uh, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I'll be honest, though, when it started, I was nervous. I, I'm pacing down on the field. I got butterflies. Um, I know our, pit, our, our coach, uh, Mason uh, Crisbella, was, uh, was really nervous because he was the one throwing the uh, batting practice for the home run derby, and 
so it was it was a kind of fun. It, it was neat to see the um, the coaches have to be a part of the game, you know, by throwing the pitch and. Um, Aikens uh, delivered for us uh, on that last uh, swing. That was uh, pretty dramatic. Well, I know we've talked a little bit about the differences that maybe people can expect with uh, the Paddleheads and all the rest of the Pioneer League moving to an independent format. Uh, but I've been to three games now, and I can tell you that the baseball is really good. It's it, it's always been really fun to go to the Osprey games and now into the Paddleheads. Uh, but you can tell that these guys have uh, a higher level of of Polish, I guess, would be the right word. Uh, the, most of the guys on the roster are significantly older than what we've maybe been used to from the minor, minor league te- guys that have uh, appeared in Missoula over the last 20-plus years. Uh, but so far, what do you think have been the key elements, Matt, to this team's great start? Because they're hitting the ball really well. They're throwing. I mean, they're pitching really well. It seems like everything is going right right now for Missoula. Yeah, well, we got a really good team. And, and I, think, I think the credit goes to Michael Schlack, Bobby Brown, uh, George Horton, our player um, personnel guys who who really worked it and worked the phones. And um, when we first uh, hired Michael, I mean, I think he signed a player within eight hours of us uh, uh, writing a contract with him. So, you know, we got to jump on it right away. Um, they're, all three of them have connections in the professional and the collegiate ranks. And so they were able to, um, uh, you know, find out who was out there, who was available, who was getting released. And uh, they, get a, they have a pulse on the market for players, and they did a great job of uh, bringing in the right kind of guys. Not only are we great on the field, but we've got a great culture in the clubhouse. They like to be together. They like to play together. And um, they love performing in Missoula. They love our fans here. It's just been a, it's been a magical start, to be honest. One guy we talked about on this show leading up to the season was a guy that is a familiar name amongst um, formerly Osprey fans and now Missoula Paddleheads fans, and that's Zach Allman. I know that uh, he got off to a a slow start this year, but then ever since he had that game-winning double to defeat the Idaho Falls Chuckers after Missoula's first loss of the season, he's just been red hot. He's been tearing the cover off of the ball. The numbers are just outstanding. And then the other night, he hit for the cycle as well. So this guy, he's doing pretty much everything you could possibly want and more. So just talk about Zach Allman's start and how exciting that is, especially because he is sort of a familiar name around here. Yeah, he's been uh, he this last week, I, I don't know, I've been in the game for a long time and he's as hot as anybody I've, I've seen over the last uh, uh, in my career over a five-day period. I mean, at one point, I think he was 19 for 25 with, with 15 RBIs. Um, he was just uh, uh, just red hot on, on, at the plate. Um, Zach um, had a minor setback yesterday. Late in the game, he, he pulled his hamstring, so he'll be out for about a week. Um, but I, I fully don't expect Zach Allman to stay with us all year. There's going to be a major league team that, that brings him in because uh, – He's a good ball player, and he deserves another chance uh, uh, with the big league, uh, with a big league club in their system. That element's interesting too. Sean Rainey and I talked about this last week on the show, uh, but you guys have already had a guy. There's uh, actually a couple, but just within this season, since the season began. Matt Workington was signed by the Chicago Cubs. And so, I mean, these guys, even though it's an independent league, these guys are still vying for uh, contracts for major league clubs. Yeah, and it gives us credibility as an organization that we're delivering. Because, you know, their goal of playing here is to continue their baseball career. And, you know, they're professional uh, ball players, and they 
you know, the ultimate goal as a professional ball player is to be in the big leagues. And, um, you know, you know, you're not going to get to the big leagues from independent ball directly. So you have to have that next step be a major league club signs you and brings you in. And Matt Workington um, uh, earned that. And the Cubs uh, were the ones who are going to benefit from him because I actually, you know, I really believe Matt has um, a really high ceiling. And there's, there is the potential there that he could play first base for the Cubs someday. Matt Ellis joining us from the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads off to an awesome start so far. Uh, and they play their last of a, I guess what it would be a six-game set total, but their third home game against the Boise Hawks before an off day tomorrow. And then on the road at Billings for three. So what do you think of this new format where it's sort of home and away against the same team, Matt? You guys have played now. This will be the sixth night in a row against the Boise Hawks. Yeah, with this, uh, we we got a day off every week of the season. Uh, and it's on Tuesday. Um, the league-wide uh, day off. So we're seeing a lot of six-game series um, throughout the year, and um, some of them will be all at one location. Some of them are going to be split like this one. Um, and it, it actually um, uh, creates some interesting dynamics. You know, like tonight is the sixth game of this. Of this. So, you know, uh, they're going to see Andrew Bash for the second time, uh, Boise is, and, you know, Bash shut him out um, last week in Boise. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they've learned anything from, from Bash's first performance and if Bash can continue to dominate. So it kind of adds, you know, when you see the same guy uh, twice in a week, it kind of adds a little wrinkle to it. Um, but there's no secrets right now between the hitters and the pitchers of both teams because we've seen each other for five days and we pretty much know um, we're kind of figuring out what the book is. Do you think that has played a factor in some of the high run totals, or is that just a matter of a, that there's several teams in this league that just have a bunch of really good hitters? Well, I think uh, the pitchers are behind. I, um, we've been actually talking about it a lot. It's, it's made for some uh, lopsided games. Um, you know, our game times are running around three and a half hours, um, and, and that's, it's, that's real long, and, and it's part of it's the pitching. You know, we, we're coming off a year where minor league baseball was canceled for a whole year, and um, some of our guys uh, weren't with affiliated teams. So they had either finished college and uh, didn't get drafted because the draft was only five rounds, you know, because the major league guys weren't adding players to their system in the, during the pandemic because they weren't playing. So you got a, got a lot of guys who didn't play competitive baseball for over a year, and I think the pitching is what's taking a longer time to catch up. Um, we've seen guys who have had success in the past in, in pro baseball really struggle early on on the mound because um, I just don't think they have their command yet. They haven't uh, built their arms up to where um, they can go eight innings. And um, they're, just, they're just behind the hitters right now. I think you're going to see the pitching get better as the season goes on. Um, I also think, uh, you know, some of our teams, this is our first go uh, foray into independent ball, and we got a late start. So a lot of the other, pendant, the other independent leagues was able to get some talent before us. And... Um, um, so we're some of our teams in this league are catching up, and I think uh, we will. Uh, we're going to do a tryout camp in Ogden in late July as a league, and you know you're going to see a lot of movement on some of these rosters over the next few weeks. I mean, heck, we've been making a roster move almost every other day. 
Matt Ellis, Missoula Paddle, is joining us. And Matt, we'll get you out of here on this. Hit the road tomorrow for a three-game set in Billings and then return home to play the Mustangs Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And congratulations again to our ticket winners, both Corbett and Rick, the uh, proud winners of four packs of Missoula Paddleheads tickets. We'll be giving you Paddleheads tickets all summer long. If you can't make it to the game, you can always find the games right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. And some of the home games will also be simulcast on SWX Montana Television as well, so please tune in to Jeff Safford, the voice of Missoula Paddleheads. He's doing a great job. But Matt, let's talk about this weekend. Uh, anything special on the docket Saturday through Monday in terms of promotions at the stadium? Or uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just encouraging people to go watch because it's going to be a great weekend in terms of weather, and this is a really fun team to watch. So if you haven't gone and checked them out, go check them out. But anything special the fans can look forward to? Well, yeah, the beat the Billings Mustangs. You know, I always want to beat Billings. So that's my that's our rival. And um, so come out and root against the Billings Mustangs and root for the Paddleheads. We got a cash giveaway on Saturday. Everybody who comes is going to get cash of some sort. Uh, it might be a buck. It might be $1,000. Um, it's the luck of the draw. Uh, we'll have brunch at the park on Sunday's games. You can come out and have brunch before the game. So we got some fun promotions this weekend. Um, the other thing that's going on, uh, is that we're – we're going to have our live stream uh, cameras set up for the first time tonight. And we have five cameras in the ballpark, one from center field, one from home. And uh, first and third in a dugout cam. We're going to be the only team in professional baseball with a uh, 24-7 dugout cam during the game um, for where you can see what the players are doing in the dugout and stuff. And that will be through through the Pioneer League website and the streaming of the game. And then you're about to listen to the ESPN uh, Missoula broadcast with Jeff Safford while you're watching the stream. So that's going to be a cool new wrinkle for the rest of the season. Paddleheads baseball, exciting time every year, but this year in particular, this team is an awesome team to watch, so I encourage you to go check it out. For more information on all things Paddleheads, go to Paddleheads, go, excuse me, gopaddleheads.com. That's gopaddleheads.com. Or if you need more ticket information, you can also call 543-3300. That's 406-543-3300. Matt, a pleasure as always, and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you this weekend at the ballpark. But in the meantime, best of luck. Uh, hope Hope to see you, and uh, thanks for the time. You guys are awesome, and let's uh, win another one tonight. You can find that tonight against the Boise Hawks right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Pre-game starts about 645, and first pitch scheduled for 705 p.m. Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, on the call here on ESPN Missoula. Our war in the Bucks, our two, Isaiah Childs, new running back for the University of Montana, in studio. Plus, we'll also talk about the facade that is boxing or what, is, what used to be boxing, and now is, I don't even know what it is. Uh, that and more, hour number two, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 